What's up, everyone? This is Brandon Long, and I'm bringing you a new episode of The Happy Atheist. Hey, just want to first start off by saying thank you again to everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been calling in. I really appreciate the feedback. I've been getting a lot of good responses from this podcast. Some people love it. Some people think that I'm bringing a fresh new perspective. Uh, Some people think that I'm spreading the truth, which is cool, too. Uh, And some people don't like it, and that's fine. Uh, Some people get tight and and they feel a little, I guess, offended uh, because of some of the things I'm saying. Um, And I guess some people who know me in the past, it's kind of a shock for them to see me in this new light. But I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving this podcast life. I got new content coming. Oh, by the way, please check out my Facebook page. I'm I'm, I'm closely approaching a thousand uh, likes on my Facebook page. And I would really appreciate it if you guys would help me get to that point. Um, uh, you can find me very sim- very easy. It's the Happy Atheist on Facebook. Um, been too lazy to make a Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. But I'm going to get to that point. Um, hopefully, I'll have some visual work to put up, man. Like some videos or some documentary type work, man. I, I met a cool guy by the name of Ariel out of Norfolk, Virginia. Very dope and awesome filmmaker that I'm very excited to work with. Um, this is going to be an amazing connection. It must be a godsend <laughs> punch punchline in there. Um, it, it just feels organic, man. I've, I've been wanting to get more into doing more visual, more audio, uh, more visual work. And, uh, you know, this guy just came out of nowhere and just has everything that I'm looking for. So really excited to work with this guy. Really excited to bring more content. I'm going to start bringing people on the show just so you guys can get a different opinion or someone to challenge my perspective. I think it'll be cool to have a dialogue instead of listening to me talk to myself for 30, 35 minutes. But anyway, I digress. Um, Today, I'm just gonna get into a little bit of why I actually decided to become an atheist. Like, I'm gonna really break down specifically the things that really led to me not believing in, you know, Jesus Christ. And again, I talk Christianity because that's what I know. what really brought me away from the church, that whole church lifestyle, because church is a lifestyle. Uh, being a Christian is as much of a culture as any other uh, person has a culture. Christianity is definitely a culture. Uh, Why I walked away from that, um, and hopefully you guys might you know relate to it. Some of you guys might feel the same way. Um, and also, this is for people who may you know can still be a Christian but are asking themselves, how can they relate to people more? I think that's a big part of my podcast that the people that don't like it, they miss. Um, People either love it or hate it. The people that hate it, they don't even want to deal with it. They don't want to touch it. They don't want to hear it. They They don't want to come close to it. But in all honesty, how do you become a better quote unquote Christian or quote unquote, you know, disciple or follower, whatever you want to call yourself, if you cannot relate to people? The whole process and the whole point of being a Christian mainly is to relate to people. Someone told me as they were uh, demeaning me in my belief that they live a life modeled by Jesus Christ as they were condemning me with their, their, you know, starky tones and, and, and perception. And I'm thinking to myself, like, that is the exact opposite of what Jesus would do. I am the exact person that Jesus would talk to. How else can you understand people unless you go on their level and get a perspective? So, you know, I think this podcast is for everybody. But anyway, again, I digress. 
And let's get into some of the reasons why I actually stopped believing in God. I actually stopped believing in Jesus. I walked away from Christianity. So some of the things that drew me away from Christianity, that drew me away from uh, just religiosity in, in itself was really just understanding my culture. Um, if you don't know by now, I'm an African-American, um, African-American male, and I really wanted to understand how my ancestors lived. I wanted to know, you know, what they worshipped, who they worshipped. I wanted to know how they interacted within the community. I wanted to know their rituals, their, their culture. I, I just really came into my own and I wanted to really understand who Africans were. I wanted to go past African-American history and go into African culture. Um, and what, I, what I've learned, and I'm not gonna go into a whole history lesson, but Africa had tons of just great and magnificent civilizations, rich civilizations, cultured civilizations, highly educated civilizations. And one thing that I did not find was really the idea of a single deity being their god or being something that they worshiped. Um, to me, it seemed like uh, my ancestors believed in worship resources as their god, such as like the sun and earth and wind and rain and fire and things of that nature, things that brought life. Um, the earth was very, very big. So I did not see this, this, this Christian connection. The only time you really see a Christian, uh, a strong Christian connection, and, and I go back a little bit because there were crusaders or evangelists, whatever you call them, I can't think of the name of it, that, that came to Africa that, you know, kind of preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, but it wasn't the dominant religion. It was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. This guy is talking about this guy named Jesus. Great. We don't subscribe to it. Thanks for coming by. One of those situations. But you, you see the strong correlation between African-Americans and Christianity when slavery happens. When Europeans, uh, when Europeans travel to Africa to capture and enslave the indigenous people, bring them back to America and, in, and put them through 400 years of some of the worst bullshit that you can possibly imagine. And in that time, um, their religion is stripped away, their culture is stripped away, their language is stripped away, their human decency is stripped away, the family is torn apart, and they're force-fed this doctrine called the Bible and taught that they are less than human because of their color, that God wants them to be slaves. And this is all coming from the Bible. And that it is a, a white person's duty or, or responsibility to reign over them, that Africans were the beasts of the field. They were taught this. And in some way, somehow, African-Americans were able to take that message and turn it into kind of a, uh, a, a savior complex. So in my opinion, that's why in, in the black church, and I always say black church, white church, because there's a difference. Like we have to be honest. Dr. King said it best. The most segregated hour it's Sunday at 11 a.m. Because black people go to their church and white people go to their church. And I've even seen Asian Christian churches. I've seen Hispanic Christian churches. The Christian church is very segregated. Not too often do you see too many, you know, congregations that look like a, that, that looks like a crayon box. Very, very rare to see that. People kind of stick to themselves. So black people, the message is always a, a,
a savior in need. It's this need. It's always a, you're gonna make it or you're gonna rise from this position. And, and although these terrible things are happening, keep the faith and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna press through it. It's this mentality that you need help. But when I looked at African culture, that, that neediness just wasn't there. They didn't depend on, you know, any God or any savior to come and, and, and get them out of any situation. It was more of a self-reliant. So that kind of struck me as odd, you know? It kind of struck me as odd. When I put two and two together, I realized like, man, the black church is almost like training wheels on a bike. And for the black community to really push forward, we got to take the training wheels off. How easy is it to to operate in life when you have a belief that this higher power is gonna bail you out every time you get in trouble? Or how hard do you have to work when you can just throw your success or, or not be successful on the actions or non-actions of a God? So understanding my culture was, was just a very, very big deal. Um, the next thing it's a very simple concept and a concept which most religions, if not all of them, kind of preach. It kind of preach in practice. And that's just love, love for humanity. As, as a Christian, you're taught and you learn that you are the chosen people and, you know, there's only one way to God and that's through the Son. And those who are non-believers go to hell. That's just basically the the... Christian doctrine in a nutshell. Believe in the virgin birth. Believe in Jesus as both God and man. Believe in the crucifixion. Believe in the miracles. But also believe that his death was atonement and a sin sacrifice uh, that made us whole with God. And the only way to be whole with God is to accept Jesus as your savior. If you don't accept Jesus as your savior, it's not popular doctrine anymore, but it's, you go to hell. And that bothered me. That bothered me on so many levels. Once I got outside of my, my own, you know, subjective lens and started looking at things objectively, it, it bothered me because I, I met people that were Muslim. I met people that were Jewish. I met people that practiced uh, Buddhism. I met people who didn't have religion at all. I, I saw the good deeds of people who did not practice what I believed. And I saw the terrible fucked up shit that people who did practice what I believed did. And it bothered me. How can somebody who, for lack of a better word, is a piece of shit, get into heaven because they just believe in Jesus and they, they, they live the life that benefited no one but themselves. It, it was uneventful and uncommunal, uh, all about themselves. How can they get paradise over someone who had the exact opposite of a life? All because of a belief? That made no sense. Then going back to the cultural aspect, you know, I asked. So before Christianity was introduced to Africans, all Africans went to hell because they didn't know who Jesus was? Like, that didn't make sense to me. So, again, I believe religion has a lot to do with location. So I asked the question. So if a kid grows up in Pakistan, he's surrounded by 
Islamic influences, culture and religion, his whole, his or her whole life, they may not ever really get the opportunity to really understand in a, in a way that they would convert to Christianity, so they're going to hell? It made no sense. This whole idea of heaven and hell is made up. There is no heaven, there is no hell. I mean, you can kind of dictate your circumstances here on earth. For some people, earth might be heaven. They might be living an amazing life and that's wonderful. But for some people, earth may be hell. But the idea of heaven and hell are just constraints used to control behavior. How do you get people to do what you want? You teach them that the God that they believe in will punish them in the most cruelest way possible if they don't live according to this particular <laughs> doctrine. It's genius. Or if you live according to what I say, you will receive this amazing life-changing, life-altering reward that you can't even fathom. It didn't make sense to me, people. It didn't make sense. Why are we casting people to hell? And It just made people very judgmental. The idea of hell. The idea of heaven. Why would God punish you based on your behavior? You're, you're a person. You're a human being. Behavior is, is untamed sometimes. Like, you can't control it. So God is, is in the sky like Santa Claus with a naughty and nice list? That makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Love, love is a very important component. I, I've watched the Christian church take a non-loving stance against humanity. The LGBT community is like their biggest target for, for batting practice. They don't want them to have rights. They don't want them to be in public. They don't want them to, you know, have receive any benefits. But you're okay with them coming to church and you'll take their, their money. You, you won't stop a, a homosexual person from, from tithing or from, off, or from putting an offering in the plate. But yet your sermons are geared toward make, making them hate themselves. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand how a act that is unexplainable, as in someone deciding their sexual orientation, which has no scientific background, but all based on the comfortability of the person that's judging them, how, how, how is that person condemned to hell? And then suicide. Like, I was taught if you kill yourself, you go to hell. It's like, holy shit. You, you're, you're going through a, a, a life changing experience and you, you're you're at your lowest point and then if you do something you're still going to hell like this whole concept of hell and heaven is the opposite of what love and loving humanity can be because when you love and love humanity you love everything about it the good the bad the ugly the nuances you just love people and i learned to love people i started to see the beauty in everybody i started to see that there's value in everyone there's value in everyone's perspective. There's value in everyone's opinion. But the church is just very divisive. You stay on your side, I stay on my side. Only way you come to my side is if you agree with me. If you don't agree with me, unless you're willing to hear me, stay on your side. And that's very divisive. How, how can that be love? 
How can a church love its community and the community looks like shit and you're in a million dollar building? Makes no sense to me. Just point out observations. I sat under pastors that would milk their congregations dry of money. I mean, offering after offering after offering. It's like, how much more bleeding can these people take? And and they do it under the guise of, of love and, and serving God. But how do you love people and hurt them at the same time? Just didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me how, you know, backwards Christians can be. How unapologetically ignorant they can be. All to a doctrine that they can't explain. So, loving humanity, it, it, it really changed my mind once I started to get outside of that. Like I, like I said in my last podcast with my kids, they became very judgmental. And I could see that that love factor that my wife and I are trying to instill in them was, was slowly, slowly, slowly going away. So we want to insert in them, listen, love everybody as you would love yourself. That's the message I think Christianity is missing. And that's where they lost me. Condemning people to this heaven or hell, placing this hierarchy over other religions, this hierarchy hierarchy over the other people. I just can't deal with it. And then, the, the, like I said, the, the division. Man, the church is divided. Like, think about it. It is one of the most divided places you'll ever, you'll ever walk into. If you're new, either going to get bombarded with just oversaturation of Christian uh, holiness and good people, or you're going to get shunned. If you have an opinion in church, you're going to get shunned. It's not a very welcoming place. I know everyone tends to think that their church is the, is the you know, uh, is the caveat to it, but no, it, it, it's a system. It's all the same. It's all the same system. And it's all void of love. If people can't come to your church to worship God in the way that they choose to and be themselves without uh, fucking, you know, uh, little sayings about them and these little backhanded compliments, then fuck you. Love is something that's so simple to do, but it just, it doesn't come across the way that it should, especially from religions, um, particularly Christianity to me. I mean, and finally, the thing that really kind of hit home for me about just religion in general, but speaking specifically about Christianity, the idea of socialization. When people begin to understand the depth, the depth and how impactful socialization is, it's hard to believe that there's any truth or any type of divineness to something that has been taught to you. If you ask the average person about their religious experience during their formative years, they're going to tell you of one specific religion that they've been indoctrinated in. For example, myself, and I love my parents. They did the best they could, but as kids, we are supposed to do better. My parents never in my life talked to me about any other religion other than Christianity 
And if they did mention another religion, it was always in a negative connotation. And I'm sure hundreds of thousands, if not millions of you all can relate to the same thing. If you think about your upbringing, you did not visit different religious institutions or read different religious doctrine. You read one book, you went to one building, you heard one perspective, and you were told that everybody is wrong but you. And in my family, questioning God would get you slapped. I remember my brother getting beaten for asking questions about God or asking questions that the Sunday school teachers couldn't answer. Simple questions. Hey, if the Bible's real, why didn't it mention dinosaurs? I went to the museum and I saw this big ass statue of a dinosaur, bones that they found. Why isn't that in the Bible? Slap. That was a beating. As kids, what's the saying? You're taught not to question God. You're taught this. You are taught to be educated in every other area of your life, but the area that would, that would stimulate how you live. And I think that is crazy. I think that it's crazy that you are supposed to be these forward thinkers and, and progressive and, and, and changing the game, if you will. But you're not able to do that when it comes to your spirituality. You're not able to do that when it comes to how you live your life, when it comes to how you run your life, how you regulate your life, how you do every single thing you're supposed to turn your brain off and only do what you were shown and what you were taught. And for me, that was crazy, man. That is the craziest thing I ever thought of. How as an educated person do I turn my brain off when it comes to my, my beliefs? That is the one time, if not ever, my brain should be working at full capacity. I mean, people, we got our kids' lives by this. We got our finances by this. We got our marriages by this. We got every aspect of our lives by our beliefs that we are taught not to question. That makes no sense to me. You grew up in church. You lived in a Christian home. Your aunts were Christian. Your cousins were Christian. Your grandparents were Christian. You went to a school that promoted more Christianity. You went to Sunday school. You went to a Wednesday night Bible class. You went to a vacation Bible school. Everything you've done has had a Christian connotation. You grew up in a predominantly Christian country. And, and, and none of this makes sense to nobody but me. None of this sheds any light on why you believe what you believe. And people talk about it as if they know the truth. And they are, oh yeah, well my mama believed it, and my grandma believed it, and her grandma believed it. So when does somebody question the belief? Because again, you're taught not to. You look that funny if you question God. You're ostracized in the church if you begin to ask too many questions. Why doesn't church allow you to ask questions? That's the one place where I should be allowed to ask questions is in church, but you can't. Anybody ever think that's strange? You go to a building where there's further socialization. Yeah, so I mean, when I really break down how socialization works and how it's so intertwined in our lives, it makes me understand the importance of religion. I know that may sound crazy, the happy atheist who thinks religion is important. 
I think religion is important because it's a it is a cultural identity for some. I think it is just as much a part of culture as dance and language and you know food and any other aspect of culture religion is right up there with it and I think as long as your religion allows you to be a good person free of condemnation and judgment allows you to use your brain to have an introspective perception and also provide critical analysis of your experiences I think that's fine for me I just choose not to place it in a divine or divinity type nature if that makes sense so yeah I mean this whole idea of socialization it just takes me on different tangents where there's no right or wrong answer there's no you know one way street answer it can kind of go over the place and yeah I mean that that really did it for me a combination of, of education and understanding my culture um just this love idea, this humanity idea, this humanitarian idea, and then socialization. You, you wrap all that up, and to me, it makes religion just another cultural, you know, just another thing we do in our culture. It, it, it dictates who you are as a person, and not so much of a divine nature or something supernatural. It's more of a man-made institution for man to understand concepts that they can uh, no, no other way understand. I mean, that's what it did for me. So hopefully someone got something out of this. Hopefully, you know, if you are a Christian or of another religion and you want to relate to someone like me, hopefully this gave you a deeper understanding of how, how, how someone like me thinks. And if you're struggling with your faith like I was, you know, maybe this might point you in the right direction. But either way, perception is, is, is golden. You know, just just think, people. Just think. I say that every podcast. Just think. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give me thumbs up. Uh, I don't know if you do a thumbs up on here, but give me applause. Please call in. I would love your feedback on this topic. And uh, I'm Brandon Long. I'm your happy atheist.